Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter, to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms, body, mind, emotions, and spiritual alignment, plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle. So don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer. Let's get started today. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ayurvedic Therapist Show. I'm really super excited today to have one of my greatest friends and inspirations and mentors, Jess, on the show. Um, Welcome, Jess. Thank you so much for having me, Pras. I am really excited to be here. I am too. I've learned so much from Jess over uh, the last two, three years, uh, because when the pandemic happened and all of my business was still kind of stuck up in the yoga studio and with who I knew, and as you, many of you know, a lot of us um, had to move really fast and bring our businesses online. And Jess has been my number one person for that, mm-hmm. or she's, she taught me so much about how to do that specifically in the healing and, you know, the yoga and healing and self-growth world, because there's so much out there. So to, to move and shift a business from in-person to online, you've been my greatest inspiration. I also love Jess's show, which is called Goddess Girl Talk. And she is one of the people that really in real life embodies that goddess. Like really you live that goddess life. And (laughs) it's like every time I see you, you're really embodying that. So that's what I'm hoping we could talk about today because I see that a lot of uh, my clients are suffering from you know, how to bring that, we talk, there's so much talk about self-care and being a goddess and all of having feathers in our hairs and all of these (laughs) things that we do, but really like, what does that mean in real life? And I know that we're both living in Nosara now, you're living here all the time and I'm living here partly. And that was another great coincidence we didn't mm-hmm. plan that. We didn't know each other when we decided. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Here we are, like choosing this one spot on the planet that <laughs> nobody knows about, really. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that popular and it's hidden around, like, you know, mountains and really bumpy roads. But here we are. Here we are. Oh, well, thank you so much for your introduction. Honestly, I'm humbled because throughout all of this time, you've been one of my greatest mentors. It's an absolute privilege to learn from you while supporting you. And I can honestly say firsthand 
that the inspiration and joy and clarity around supporting you in the shift comes from how passionate I am about your work, how you do your work, and how much it has benefited me and how much I've received along the way and from the process. So I'm so honored to be here and continue to share that because those those expressions of, of embodiment, however we label them, and, and yes, sometimes we label them goddess and sometimes that becomes superficial and sometimes it is traditional and there are so many you know avenues for it that I'm excited for us to talk about but one thing that I really respect about you and your relationship with what that embodiment means is that it comes down to health and it comes down to ancestral and the spiritual wisdom of Ayurveda that that I respect so much so you know I think when we talk about what makes up a goddess there's probably many things that come up in our mind at first. And for me, and I feel I can say this for you as well, one of the main things that come up for me is integrity. Integrity of yourself, of what you put forth in the world as authentic expressions of yourself, of what you choose to receive and allow yourself to receive from the world, of the commitment to that truth of those boundaries and these are all things that you help your clients do, which is so phenomenal because it really isn't the feathers. It really isn't the even, you know, practices. Like there is an essence within us that I think is so vital. And, you know, with Ayurveda and how you approach it, it is almost like watching that expression on the outside happen from like the deepest part within you. And yeah. that, you know, like that, I, I'm really excited well, I'm just so happy that your clients have been able to experience and that through your podcast and through all the ways that you share and however I can mirror your wisdom, uh, that more people get to receive. Oh, thank you. That is, that is so beautiful. And it's, it's so true in a sense that, um, you know, there are so many tools and there are so many ways of getting to know who we truly are. And knowing that there's this wisdom and there's this um, awareness and consciousness inside of us that knows. And so many of us have experienced that for ourselves. It's like, in my gut, I knew that I shouldn't enter that relationship or I shouldn't go that way. I should go this way. But I just didn't listen to it. You know, mm -hmm. how many of us have said that before? Oh. It's because this wisdom lives inside of us. It's already there. It's there from the time we're born. When a baby is born, it has the knowledge to know, oh my God, like I need to go grab for the boob and have the milk. You know, mm -hmm. nobody sits the baby and explains to the baby, oh, you know, the milk has vitamin D and vitamin A and mm -hmm. it helps you grow. The baby already has that intact knowledge of awareness inside of him. And that knowledge and awareness in Ayurveda is called the Asman or the soul. And the source of that is the source of the universe, whatever you want to call it. God, consciousness, universe, whatever you want to name it. And the thing is that we're not trying to create something new. We're just trying to remember that wisdom. Mm -hmm. Because everything else in the entire universe in the entire society on earth, I should say, wants us to forget that wisdom. Mm. They don't want us to be wise because then we won't follow. So we just have to remember that. And I know that last 
week when we had a live, you were asking me, you know, sometimes people get really um, kind of like thrown back by terms like Ayurveda because it's like so big. It's like, mm-hmm. what is Ayurveda? I don't know anything about it. But really, these are just tools that ancestors have used for thousands and thousands of years to kind of like get back to that wisdom within. And it's mm-hmm. like you could use that or you could use the ways of the Buddha or you could use the wis- the other Eastern philosophies. There's so many different ways to get there. And the Buddha says, you know, you are the moon and these ways are the fingers. So you're reaching your fingers towards the moon. The moon is you. So it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. ways you, you go to get there, but it's so much better to follow a way to get there because, you know, if you want to go, I don't know, from Nosara to San Jose, would you just go and kind of follow wherever the air takes you or would you use your GPS? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know? so, so it's kind of the GPS of how to get there. Why should we mm-hmm. kind of recreate something that was done in such a wise way? Something, yeah. those, those old traditions and the rishis and the philosophers they kind of figured a lot out you know so so the way is there if we really want to find it Mm. and so Ayurveda is just one of those ways and um, it I know it works because it has been working for thousands of years without Mm -hmm. any you know um, any um harm or any side official research Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so and there is a lot of research being done on it now Mm -hmm. now but um the thing is that really ayurveda is the wisdom of you nobody's gonna make money from the wisdom of you if you're connected to your wisdom and your body and you know what's right for you and what's not right for you that's not a business plan because when you come to me and you figure that out and then you're good to go, no one else is making money from that. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. so that's why we don't hear about it as much. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's special about the ancient practices like Ayurveda is that they have always been followed with mentorship. Like it, you're not supposed to know it all. And even, even the gurus, let's say, of these different practices or these different paths, will say right away that there's no end end point your journey is the consistent journey of learning and unlearning and exploring and embodying and so you know I would say also it's important for the everyday woman who's passionate about herself you really don't I don't think you have to be passionate about much more than yourself and your happiness to decide to take a path like Ayurveda and then trust that mentorship is that beautiful invitation to go deeper with someone who has wisdom to share and is passionate about sharing it and is inspired to share it. And I think somewhere, you know, we, we speak on Ayurveda being around for thousands of years and, and I would say even most ancient wisdoms were not solitary practices in that there was someone that was passing on the information and passing on the teachings and sharing the teachings and then collective energy coming together to go deeper in that awareness. And then somewhere we lost that, it became, for example, patient and doctor 
and it became a transactional process. And, you know, you had mentioned the systems that don't necessarily support us along that same energy. You know, we got disconnected from the power of going on a journey with somebody, with somebody who wants to support our growth or even believing that that's possible, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's so, you know, coming to the, to the, truth that some Ayurveda and concepts like this can be intimidating. It's just a beautiful reminder that, you know, you, you don't have to, and will never have to know it all in order to begin a journey. And, and I can definitely say that, you know, there's so many, so many things that you say, whether they're teachings, stories, practices, that come from so many different angles curated for such specific circumstances or, or situations or feelings that that type of a holistic approach is so necessary for someone who wants their journey to reflect their journey, right? Like it's not cookie cutter. It, it, it will never be. And so, you know, when we, as women take a path and decide whether we're, you know, on a mental health journey or a physical health journey or an emotional journey, that there is the possibility of doing things holistically, that everything does tie in together. And Ayurveda is one of those expressions that, that really, I think, walks that reality where it is all intertwined. So um, I would love to hear from you what the experience is like working with a woman who starts in one of the health. So maybe she's coming because of physical discomfort and then how you take her to that emotional place. Or for example, she comes with mental health and then you're able to trace it back to a physical illness. What is that like for you? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, um, I have a client, for example, now, and she has come to me just to lose weight. And I don't take women who just want to lose weight, but she was fully ready for transformation without even knowing it. And I could see that and I could feel that. So when I do my first sessions with someone, I know how open or closed they are in their ideas. And, and she has done such a great job of staying open in a sense that as I coach her through things. So it's like, okay, you want to lose weight? Sure. That's like a doorway into what is really happening. Let's see, let's uncover what it is that you really want. If you lose weight, what is that? How does that going to make you feel? What would your body feel in that sense? Um, Where's that coming from? And as we go deep into layers of that, a lot shows up. And then I always say, I'm like, you're not gonna, I've had people say, oh, well, tell me what you can do for me. And I'm like, I can't do anything for you. You Mm -hmm. are gonna do the work. You Mm -hmm. know, I will Mm -hmm. hold your hand and I'll guide you the way. Mm -hmm. And I will ask the right questions. And I will light up a little light here and a little light there in your life. I will figure out what it is. There's usually like that one thing in everybody's life that is running their subconscious mind, whether Mm -hmm. it's they want to lose weight or they want to get a divorce or their relationships aren't working or their kid is driving them nuts. There's one thing that is kind of like the map of how they're functioning. 
Mm -hmm. And it shows up in every area of life. So what I will do is we will together collaborate and figure out, you will figure out what you're actually doing so that you can go, oh my God, this is why I want this. This is Mm. why losing weight is so important to me. I had no idea it was because of, you know, that story I have from my childhood where at school, this kid said something to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and we will uncover these layers one by one. And it's just a really beautiful journey that takes, Mm -hmm. it takes time and it takes effort. But I think another reason why it works so well is because um, it is no longer, you know, it's not a talk therapy where not that talk therapy is bad. It has its, it has its purposes, but unfortunately, talk therapy only allows for the left side of the brain to be active, which is our logical part of the brain. So the mm-hmm. yang energy is very active. We're really understanding what's going on. Logically, we understand our problem, but then it takes people years to make a change. So what we do in the sessions with me is we also bring in the right side of the brain. So it's the yang energy and the yin energy. They both come in together, the right side of the brain, the left side of the brain. So how does that feel in your body? What does that mean in the food choices you're making? What does that mean? Like take this herb and see how you feel after and let's meditate on that. And then go sit and drink and see how you feel, you know? And it's like, it's like you just come to this realization on your own because you're able to kind of do this dance of left and right, yang and yin, and get to know yourself in a very much bigger holistic way, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that like voice or intuition or gut feeling like it's almost like we said about creator words like you have your words for how you are going to understand things I really respect that how you move through Ayurveda you have space for everyone's individual language or understanding of things Um, but that that principle is so essential because for us to follow that truth and be able to listen to what's good for us, like that, the wisdom of your body, you know, we have to be able to reach that voice. And that can get clouded by so many things, like you said, stories, or even like physical discomfort and, and even fear, you know, to, to be in such a safe container to explore the thoughts that are running our subconscious that are often coming from a place of fear to be able to explore that with somebody and, and then integrate it in such an integrous way is what is really transformational. And, you know, we, we, we don't really walk in so many spaces that give us that opportunity. I feel, you know, like at work, we have a certain person that we're being like a certain, you know, archetype. And then at home, we have another archetype and in a relationship or with our friends, there's so many different versions of us based on what the world is asking of us both. What about the version of us that we are for the world, you know? And I feel I've actually heard people say in a way that they're like proud of, like, oh, I I change amongst different groups. I'm just different based on where I am. And as much as that can feel like adaptability or, you know, a social expression, I think it's also really important, like a common misseen or unseen shadow opportunity 
to see why it is we feel like we have to change because changing based on your environment can also mean you know, playing with different habits in different environments. So just because I'm with this friend, I'm going to smoke. Or just because I'm with that friend, I'm going to drink wine. Or just because I'm at work, I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Or because I'm, you know, because it's my relationship, I'm going to break my boundaries or allow my boundaries to be crossed. Or because they're my kids, I'm going to put myself last. Like there's so many justifications to live outside of what is truly nurturing for us. And I think that, you know, it's, it's so common to, to do that. And even we fall into that, but, you know, to circle back to the concept of integrity for me, integrity is having that relationship with yourself so profoundly that it is consistent everywhere that you go. And that, that creates safety in the people around you. Actually, you had um, a post go out recently, actually it was today, but about, uh, one of your clients sharing her experience with you and about how her family was a reflection of her once she found that relationship with her happiness. So her consistency, her relaxed energy, her, you know, essentially like regulated nervous system then regulated her family. And she started to see her family as a reflection of her. And it's a perfect a perfect and beautiful way of having your life then adapt to you as opposed to you adapt to life, which is so exhausting and leads to burnout. You know, it's really the, I think it's the perfect expression of like customizing your life. We don't say customize your life, like move to Nosada and drop all the friends you don't like and get a bunch of friends that you think fit the profile. That's not customizing your life. Customizing your life is going from within and then having life reflect back to you, you know, and she shared that, she got to experience that with your support and with your coaching. So what would you say is something that would support that for someone in their life? So if, you know, she is someone who has those many hats and maybe even to a certain extent is like celebrated for it or like, um, you know, what's that word? Yeah, someone is celebrated for being so hyper achieving or high achieving what would you say to that woman as an opportunity to then come back into her body and play with that customization? Yeah. Um, there's so much goodness there, what you said, but most of the women that do come to me, they are usually really high achievers or they have been really successful in many areas of their life, but they're often givers. In a sense that they, um, they've been taught, I mean, we have all been taught since we were a little girl, we have been taught, oh, just be a good girl and, you know, don't get in trouble at school or just follow the system of the school and learn this and this and this and you won't get in trouble. You know, that's what we've been told. And our society is actually built on that. So, so when we our adults were kind of like following that same thing. So one of the best and quickest ways to break free from that, as you mentioned, is coming back to our bodies and coming back to our bodies because our bodies don't lie. So what happens is if you put up with your alcoholic husband, let's say that is, you know, coming home late or, um, doing all things that breaks the boundaries that you have for yourself, 
and you're just not going with it and you're going with it because you have been taught to put up with stuff and you know maybe maybe it's me maybe if I was nicer he wouldn't do that like things like that that we tell ourselves whether it's in our relationships or our friendships or whatever else um the body's going to remember that so you either go, all of that is going to pile up and explode one day, or all of that is going to pile up and become pain and disease and illness. And so when you start listening to your body, this is why when a lot of people start yoga, a lot of things change for them. Because once you start listening to your body and you move those areas, it's impossible. It's impossible to keep going by lying to yourself because you're gonna it's just not that's just the nature of our universe so bringing in that awareness into our body and really paying attention by going internally um and it's a decision you make because a lot of people have patterns that have been working for years so they they're afraid to break those patterns like I have a friend who took one yoga class with me and she said I can't do that ever again. I was just looking at the ceiling and seeing like the spider webs and getting bothered by it. And I said, well, the point is to close your eyes and go internal. And she said, what if I don't want to go internal? I don't want to mm -hmm. see what's in there. And that's a choice too, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you're just so comfortable on the patterns that you've created on the, the ways that you are acting in a way in your life mm -hmm. that you're so, I think it's a big, massive fear that has been created in childhood. You're so afraid to let that go because you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. But the thing is that what me and you maybe have done is that it was scary. Mm -hmm. But how many times in our life we had to let it go? Like we were yeah. both like really challenging situations before where we were like, yeah. I don't see, I don't know what's going to happen if I let this yeah. go right now. But I'm going to trust you, the universe, because you're going to put something in front of me. You're, you know, you're not going to let me fall. And that, that comes from our trust and faith. So mm -hmm. the body is a doorway. The body is a doorway between the earth and the heavens, because we're mm -hmm. one of the only creatures in the universe that have this connection between the earth and the heavens. And if mm -hmm. we let things flow, if we would only allow things to flow and not hold on to things, all of the information we need would come to us, you know? And that's, mm -hmm. that's the only difference between people who do that kind of work and the ones that don't. Yeah. And I know that was kind of, I went off on that question, but hopefully- No, I but I, I, I love it because I think it's so important for someone who might be hesitant and hear herself you know, making all these excuses as to why she maybe isn't active in her personal development or hasn't ever worked with a coach or, you know, is sitting in a discomfort, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, over a long period of time, it's important for her, I think, to hear that she's not alone in the fear of change. She's not alone in the fear of going inwards and even seeing what's there. And the truth is that fear never goes away. The discomfort is absolutely consistent. Every decision, when you're committed to following your intuition, becomes a decision that is a catalyst to many things. I think it's like you either understand that one grain of salt contributes to a bigger picture or 
you don't. And that means that you're then shut off from the possibility of, of beautiful things too. So if you're denying this shadow work, you're also denying the manifestation. If you're Absolutely. denying, you know, doing any of the work, you're going to deny the abundance. We want all of these light things, all these light bodied desires and pleasures and all the great things that, you know, are easily glorified. But it also comes with the boundaries and the saying no's and the intuitions and the letting go, the surrendering, all of the shadow work. So coming back to even your, you know, what you mentioned about yin and yang, light and dark, that balance of all things is so essential. And, you know, as women, we also have such a potent ability to hold that spectrum. You know, there is so much wisdom in our ability to hold that spectrum. And I do believe that it, we have to be in optimal expressions of our physical body, our emotional body, our mental body in order to do that. If we are ignoring our physical body, but want to experience that, that optimal place in our emotional expression, then we're always going to be held back because we're negating so much. Or maybe we don't want to go inwards, but we want physical change. Well, how do you do that if inwards is the reason why your physical expression is what it is? So really, you know, I can say as someone who has faced big decisions and stressful moments and all the things that for me, the, the game changer was having like-minded women, mentors, friends around me who would anchor me into what's possible, whether it was intimate relationship, whether it was work, whether it was passions, like having women be your cheerleaders is like one of the greatest medicines I think I've ever experienced. And it's, it's really beautiful that, to say that. And unfortunately, I think a lot of women can't say that. But it was also probably the biggest thing I had to face and heal in order to receive. So, you know, there's so many things on the other side of what our medicine might be that we're scared of looking at in the first place. And I think that what you do really well with the questions that you ask and the customized journey that you take your clients on is that you discover what those fears are and then you discover what's on the other side of them and then you discover the path and then you support on that path. And so that true transformation can be integrated and it's not just, okay, here's something to do and it's going to make it better or, you know, don't worry about that. It's not important. No, it really is. Or like, you know, that's, here's something that works for everyone. No, it really is about taking the time, like you mentioned and, and treating yourself as, as I would say, like as sacred as you are, you know, as sacred as you are in the details that you are and you, you and all the ways that you approach your work really do that, really reflect that. Yeah, no, thank you for mentioning that. It's absolutely like that. And again, going back to the science of Ayurveda, it's very, there are as many remedies as there are human beings. There are as many doshas as there are human beings. And um, what that means is your constitution is different. Your ancestral ways are different. Uh, your, the way you know, where you actually come from, that is going to play a role in everything. What kind of, you know, traumas are there from the lines of ancestors? What kind of traumas have you experienced? Like, there's so much to open up and understand to figure out 
that map of, okay, we're here, where do we want to go? And mm -hmm. how do we get there? You know, so um, I would just say all that is required from you is an open mind and open heart and really eager to understand who you are, why you're here, um, and what ways you can take to take care of yourself. And I'm, I, I've been doing this work for over 20 years. And um, every time I'm like, oh my God, I've done so much work. Like there's something else that happens that shows me how much more work I have to do. Like the work is never done. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like just now I can really look at my body and be like, wow, like, thank you so much. You're like, so helping me, protecting me, supporting me through so many different things and really trusting my body with, do I go this way or do I go that way? And mm -hmm. it has never failed me. Every time in my life where things didn't go well is actually the times that I didn't listen to my intuition, to that fire, to that, um, that knowledge that is within me. And you can do that too. It's just really getting in touch and aligned with it and making a promise with yourself, making a commitment with yourself to follow the path that is right for you um, to, you know, choosing the fingers that will allow you to go to the moon of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that, I, I mean, we can talk forever and I think it's really special um, that we do. So catch us here many times in the future. <laughs> yes, there's so many things, you know, theoretically, there are so many whys to this work. And there's also so many things to, to do that one can do. And I think in this conversation, we touched on coming back to the body and listening to that intuition. And, and I look forward to all the ways that we will deepen what those steps could be for women, you know, in their daily life, because you can see total transformation. And from what I've learned from you, that can also occur moment to moment, decision to decision. And eventually your day becomes your week and your week becomes your month and your month becomes your life. So exactly. Yeah, the little dinacharyas, the little habits that you create daily are things that you can't just start and then let go because it feels so good. You're going to figure out so much about yourself that it just becomes a part of your life. And, and that's, you know, we live and breathe these things and it really, that's, that's what's going to eventually change your life. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and I'm sure that we will talk again. Um, if you want to find Jess, head over to Goddess Girl Talk. I, I love all of you, all of the stuff that you do and all the down-to-earth talks that you have about how to live that goddess life. And um, I'm sure that we'll talk again. Thanks, Absolutely. Jess. Sending so much love. Bye, dear.
よ」